What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trey. Welcome back to The Renewed Studio, where we want to encourage rightly dividing the Word of God while biblically and critically thinking through the issues that we face, right? We want to make sure that we are engaging our society, engaging our politics, engaging our families, engaging our friends, engaging our cultures through the Word of God, and really exemplifying the character that Jesus Christ wants us to. I'm your host, Trey. I'm so glad to see you all here. Before we go any further, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. So that way you can be notified whenever we go, uh, whenever we go live or if we upload uh, new content on the page, uh, we wanna hear from you. We wanna see your comments and questions in the chat. Uh, we really want to engage in dialogue. We want this, this platform to be a platform uh, that encourages dialogue uh, amongst believers, right? Um, or questions amongst those who don't believe. Uh, so this is what we really want to do. Uh, so last week, uh, we really dealt with uh, the first fruit of the Spirit. We began um, our next installment of the Christian Foundation series, and we're dealing with the fruit of the Spirit. Last week, we dealt with the fruit of love, um, and we saw how important uh, love is to God and how important love needs to be for us um, as we are to exemplify that not just towards God, but we're also to exemplify that towards um, our neighbors. Uh, the Bible teaches us that we're supposed to love God with everything in us, but we're also supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, so we want to move on to the next step in what the fruit of the spirit is. So just for a reminder, um, the fruit of the spirit can be found in Galatians 5, uh, 22 through 23. And it is, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law against the law is not against such things. And we talked last time about how the fruit of the spirit really is the character, the character um, and the behaviors that the spirit of God is doing inside of us. And so it's really a reflection and the proof of that, that the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. When we come to Jesus Christ, we come as our sinful selves. And that means that we have sinful behaviors. We have sinful mindsets. We have a sinful character. When we give our life over to Christ um, and the Holy Spirit begins to move and work in our lives, uh, what the Holy Spirit does is take those things that we used to have, those sinful behaviors and those sinful mindsets um, and those sinful habits and replaces them uh, with a character that more reflects Jesus Christ. Um, and that's what we see with the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, just so we can remember exactly what the fruit of the Spirit is for. Um, again, it is the result of the Holy Spirit working in you. It is not your own work, just like salvation. None of us saved ourselves. Uh, none of us can give ourselves salvation, and we can't give anyone else salvation. Salvation is given through uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the, for the very same, in the very same way, the fruit of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not something that we give ourselves. And then number two, it is the proof that the Spirit of God lives in you, right? It is the proof. It's not your gifting that proves that, that the Spirit of God lives in you. It's literally you're changing and you're reflecting these this fruit here. So the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, uh, the self-control, the faithfulness, all of those things that the Spirit of God births in us. Um, when we see the fruit of that bearing out in our, in our lives, when we see us being able to walk in those attributes, that's the proof that the Spirit of God is living on the inside. And so today we're going to be talking about joy. Last week we talked about love. Today we're talking about joy. Joy is something that all of us want. 
Um, it's something that a lot of people you hear it in in the world. Everybody wants that that feeling of joy, that 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 feeling of being um, of being happy, that feeling of being of enjoying life and things of that nature. But we want to talk about what it means to have joy biblically, right? Um, and what are the properties of joy in this way? And so when we talk about joy from the Holy Spirit, there's really four things that we're talking about here. We're talking about a joy that is rooted in the salvation, in salvation through Jesus Christ. Um, so again, it is not just in material things, but it is in the recognition uh, that all of us who have said yes to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we have salvation and that salvation is is something to be joyful of number two it gives believers the strength to endure it it helps us to get through the tough times right when those times come that uh maybe we weren't we didn't see coming or maybe that take us by by surprise or that are just feel like they are overwhelming or can be overwhelming it's the joy in the lord that helps us get through that number three it's a source of hope for the believer and number four it is a it is healthy. I, I made a mistake there. It is healthy for the believer to have joy as well. Um, so as we get to the scriptures that we're going to get to, again, I want you to make sure that you are, as always, doing some self-reflection, as I have to do when I anytime I study, do some self-reflection. Is joy one of the fruits uh, that you are struggling to bear? Um, or are you someone who can identify the fruit of joy in your life, all right? And so we're going to get into some of the scriptures that show us the importance um, of, of joy, of, of having joy in our lives and how it is rooted in the salvation uh, that is through Jesus Christ. When we look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 through 9, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Right? And Peter here is talking to um, Christians who are kind of scattered around what's now known as uh, Turkey, like northern Turkey and central Turkey. So he says, though you have not seen him, you love him, though not seeing him now and you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. So uh, verse nine, he, he, he talks about what that joy is in because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And so here, uh, Peter talking to the Christians that are spread out through Turkey uh, lets them know that no, or or is, is is describing essentially their feelings. These are people who have come to Christ after Christ ascended back into heaven. So they've never seen Jesus physically. However, they have this inexpressible joy, right? It's this inexpressible joy, this undescribable joy. And that joy is in the fact that they have salvation for their souls. They came to the recognition that they were sinners. And in being sinners, they were living a life in rebellion to Jesus Christ. And in living that life in rebellion, they were also on their way to hell, right? So as Christians, biblically, uh, we have a biblical belief in hell as an eternal punishment for those um, who die in their sins or who die in rebellion to, the, to God's will for their lives. Um, and so here, Peter addressing these christians lets them know that their joy is rooted in the south in their understanding that they have salvation for their souls and so for us as believers this is where our joy is rooted into right it's not rooted in money 
it's not rooted uh, in having things or having fame or, or things of that nature those things pass right you can have money today and if the stock market crashes you can lose your wealth right you can lose your job and lose your money uh, you can lose your house you can lose your car you can lose friends right our joy we, while we do find joy in those things and we do find joy in people and in our relationships our joy the foundation of our joy has to be rooted in the in understanding that we have salvation for our souls that we at one time were walking and living life as sinners and now we are living the life in the knowledge and understanding that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that is worth more than any salary, any paycheck, any you know, luxury car, any vacation, whatever. The knowledge that I now have a savior or I have a savior and I recognize him as my Lord and savior um, and my sins are forgiven. And now through the Holy Spirit, he's working in me. He's changing me. He's making me what he wants me to be. That brings about excellent joy right now let's go to the next one this is found in nehemiah uh, 8 and 10 it says do not grieve because the joy of the lord is your strength here in nehemiah um, i believe it was the prophet uh ezra if i'm not mistaken who uh was reading the law to the children of israel who had not seen the law in a very long time i um, mean they were weeping at just hearing the law uh, after not being having access to it for so long um and he replies and says don't grieve do not grieve because the joy of the of the lord is your strength right so and what we so what we learn here is that in times of loss and times of grief no, the Bible does not tell us that we can't miss our loved ones. The Bible does not tell us that we don't feel bad when we go through things. Uh, but the Bible does tell us that if we find joy in the Lord, that that joy will be our strength. That joy will be the thing uh, that will help us get through those tough times. Right. Um, and so that, again, is important. We love our loved ones and we love the things that we have here. But when losing those things, while it doesn't feel good, and losing those things, uh, the joy of the Lord is there to help us stay, uh, to keep us away from from falling into grief and from falling into uh, into things that like like depression or to falling, keep us from falling into things that will that will cause us to make decisions that can really mess up our lives, right? Um, or can put our put our lives in, into in, in bad situations. Um, and so, as believers, we believe God, and that belief. When we believe his word, that belief gives us joy because of the hope that's in his word. And so even when we go through things, the belief and the understanding that God is with us in all of that brings us joy even while going through. Let's go to our next one. Uh, Romans 15 and 13 it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit so here uh paul is talking to the church of rome um and really letting them under uh, helping them to understand or praying for them really praying that god would fill them with joy and with peace um as they're believing with that hope that's that's really given to them by the holy spirit and so again it goes back and hammers home the understanding that we aren't uh, we don't hope in things that we generate ourselves. The hope that we have hope in or the hope that we're believing in um, is a work that was done by Jesus Christ on the cross and a work that's done in us by the Holy Spirit. And so because we have that knowledge, 
because we have that knowledge of what the Holy Spirit is doing in us, because we have the knowledge of what Jesus Christ already did for us on the cross, um, it can give us amazing, amazing joy. And Paul here really demonstrates what we as believers should be doing with one another, which is praying for one another. So as I pray for you, I don't just pray that God heals you of your sickness, but I also pray that God fills you with joy, recognizing that the God who is a healer is on your side, right? I don't just pray that God helps you out with your bills, but I also pray that God fills you with joy because you have the knowledge that God is a provider and that he's providing for your every needs, even if the bank account doesn't look like how you want it to look, right? Um, and so it's important that as believers that we lift each other up in prayer and encourage each other uh, to have joy and pray that we have joy um, as we live in this life. And our last scripture here is coming from Proverbs 17 and 22. It says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So the word of God lets us know the importance of joy here as well. Joy in our lives is healthy, right? It doesn't mean that we're just walking around cheesing everywhere that we go. It doesn't mean that we're just walking around faking or acting as though uh, life doesn't have difficulties or acting or I think they used to call it like faking it till you make it right. We're not faking it till we make it right. We're genuine people, but the joy that God gives us is also genuine. And so while yes, going through hurts, right? Going through is uncomfortable. Uh, going through is something that nobody really wants to do. Um, however, we have the joy that even as we're going through and feeling the pain and feeling the tension and feeling the uncomfortability of the situation that we're going through, we have the joy of, of knowing that uh, the God of the universe, the creator, right, is on our side and is bringing us through these things. Uh, so with that, I just want to pray with you. And as always, I want to start off with people who may not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, who may be watching this. And I want to pray with you that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so you can have access to this joy. And then for those of us who are already believers, but who may have just done that self-check and realized that, you know what, I am kind of lacking in my joy here and I want to grow in joy. Or you're saying, I have this joy uh, and I want to help someone else. I want to help encourage someone else uh, in order to get this joy in their lives as well. I want to pray for you also. So let's start off by with those who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord God, and we just thank and praise you for your word. We thank and praise you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. That your word says that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And so, Father, I pray for the person who may be listening who doesn't know you. I pray, Lord God, that they would, Lord, that they would confess their sins to you. And that, Lord, they would believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and that Jesus was raised from the dead on that third day. And I pray that in their heart that they would accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior this night. I bless you and I praise you for the testimonies of salvation that, would that will occur uh, through this prayer. If you pray that prayer and you are honest in your heart, you are earnest in your heart, uh, you meet it in your heart, then I also believe that you are saved and God is now putting you on a path uh, where 
the fruit of the Spirit will start to bear out in your life. For those of us who are already believers, but maybe struggling with this joy or having this joy in our, in our, in our lives, I want to pray for you also. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for those of us who know you, who, have, who are living our lives submitted to you, but for whatever reason are not experiencing the joy uh, that comes through your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, that whatever those barriers are, Lord God, whatever those hardships are, that you would remove the barriers and that, Lord God, that you would fill them with your joy, even as they're going through or even as they've experienced things that they didn't think they would ever experience. I pray that we remember that our joy is not in the material things, but that our joy is in the fact that, number one, we have salvation through Jesus Christ. And number two, because of that salvation, we have a relationship with you and we can get through anything because you're going to bring us through it all. Lord God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus precious and wonderful name. I pray for those of us who already have this joy in our lives. I pray that you will use us to pray for others that they would experience this type of joy that isn't connected to earthly things, but is connected to you and the spirit through the spirit of God. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus precious and wonderful name. We pray. Amen. All right, everybody, I hope that this is a blessing to uh, to all of you. Um, it was a blessing to me to study. Um, and so, again, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the channel so you can be notified when we upload content. And also, drop your comments, uh, your questions, your prayer requests, uh, testimonies, all that stuff in the chat so that way we can have a conversation. Because um, I want to hear... Uh, your perspective. I am not so arrogant to think that I that my perspective is the only perspective, uh, or is the is the one hundred percent correct perspective. I want to hear uh, what you all have to say, regardless of whether you're in the state, in the country that I'm in, or or what have you. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, with that being said, everybody have a great rest of your week, and I look forward to seeing you um, as we move on to the next fruit of the spirit. Um, and I pray that uh, that you all check in again. All right, take care.